Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking in with a brand new episode. Today's features, the Mercs. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I took a little break. I'm back, brand new episode. And uh, I'm so glad to be hanging out today with the Mercs, talking about their brand new record and album release party, Saturday night, July 1st at red flag and you're going to hear all about it and the new record and everything else on today's episode hope you enjoy it i do want to remind you as always rock paper podcast is brought to you by friendship brewing company in wentzville missouri serving up all your craft beer needs with over 25 rotating taps out there I uh, should have got a beverage just right for you. Swing in and uh, check it out. They got some uh, delicious food. Um, all kinds of tasty eats out there. Burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas. Uh, but this week you can uh, come out Wednesday. They got a fried buffalo chicken sandwich at the Caboose Kitchen on Thursday night. They've got uh, Singo Bingo Night featuring Girl Power songs from... Aretha Franklin, Shania Twain, Madonna, The Supremes, and much more. And it's Ladies Night, dollar off all your friendship brewing beers all night long. And on uh, Friday night, my good friend Denver Wade Trent returns out there playing 7 to 10. And Saturday night, Matt Waltershed will be out there. And Sunday... One to four, Josh Littig. You can find their full concert calendar, beer menu, food menu, and everything else at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Uh, get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you haven't been out to the brand new location, come on out on uh, over the weekends, Friday and Saturday hours between 12 and 11 at the uh, Flint Hill location for the, the brand new brewery out there for F Friendship Brewing Company. Come check it out all through July. And then big grand opening party set for July 29th. Uh, and if you need anything else from me, feel free to hit me up at uh, rockpaperpodcast.com. You can find me on the socials. Email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail. I would love to hear from you. And uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with the Mercs. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Tazu from the Mercs. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Don't you know it? Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk country a hip-hop jazz all kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the 
double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock paper podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today at Clayton Studios with the Mercs. The Mercs. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I guess before we uh, get going too far, will you guys... uh, Please introduce yourselves for everybody listening so we uh, know your voices. Would you like to go ahead? Uh, you go ahead. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> uh, my name is Jeffrey Kuhn, but everybody calls me JK. And what do you uh, do? Oh, <clears throat> I, I play the electric guitar and sing in The Mercs. All right. Uh, my name is Tazu Marshall. I play bass. I help out with the vocals a little bit and... You know, run errands and stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm yeah. Gus Nanos. I play drums. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like it. That's right. Wow. I'm uncanny. I thought he was here for a minute. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Poor guy had to work. He doesn't get to have any fun tonight. Yeah. So instead, we're going to like make fun of him really sure. bad and trash him a little bit. That's what of happens, course. man. Yep. Those are the rules. He deserves it. Yep. Should have called off. <laughs> we can also make him look cooler than he really is since he's not here. Let's think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is uh, very exciting for me. I mean, this is uh, why I continue to do this show. And, you know, it's just fun for me to continually, you know, nine years of doing this. And I still meet new people uh, in our community, uh, making music in our town. And, uh, so I, I'm glad uh, it worked out today that we're here and we got a brand new record to talk about yep. and a uh, big party on Saturday night. And uh, so a lot to lot to get caught up on. But um, I guess, you know, I don't, I, mean, I know a little bit. Uh, I've been seeing the name recently uh, a lot more, and uh, but I don't know a ton about the group or your guys um history i know uh, we've talked a little bit before we hit record that you guys go way back uh so uh let's kind of where's your uh your friendship start where's all the where does this band kind of get forming uh back oh, in the my, our friendship yeah i remember <laughs> meeting my recollection is being six or seven or eight at child grove middle school mm-hmm Elementary. Um, is that what you call it? Yeah. Elementary school, uh, which and is now a Masonic temple. No, it was originally a Masonic or, or temple. N- yeah, now then it's, it was uh, the school, and now... Uh, Scientology. It's the, it's the Church of Scientology in New City. <clears throat> um, so we were kids. Yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've, I met Jeff when I was about six at yeah. school. And we hit it off right away, as I recall. Six was... Total bros. Six was... <laughs> 45 years ago. So. <laughs> I've been buds for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, while we were at school, um, we had another friend named Ed and uh, Ed and JK. Ed D. Ed D and JK, uh, you know, were starting to jam together or whatever. 
and that was later i was i, I was yeah it was later i was 12 and they was, convinced me to get a bass guitar for my birthday yeah. so i bugged my mom about it and i got a bass guitar on my 13th birthday and i started learning uh van halen covers yeah. or something i think so did i get my first guitar i was 12 or 13 i guess yeah it wasn't 11 i think it was 12 or 13 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so i just started uh Kind of the garage band kind of thing. Uh, Base, we were basement, basement but yeah, yeah basement, basement bands. Um, and man, it's funny. I haven't thought about that in a long time. But when I think about it, it feels like that's all we did for like the next mm-hmm. five, six, seven years was to play music all in right. the basement. Yeah. And then like, oh, and, and then so I guess Gus came on the scene. He we, Gus was already had been playing drums didn't he do like band marching band or something like yeah, he can read snare music in the whole business yep he was in marching band <laughs> and, and he yeah and, he was really really into rush which yeah which made a connection with us and and he we were talking about mikey our buddy here clayton studios guy we, we all knew each other and he was a drummer i don't know what like what the exact thing was somehow when we were all 15 i started well, ish we, i was 14 we, when we Gus sort of started got together jamming. yeah you guys are all a year older than me so yeah you, you guys were about 15 i was about 14 we started jamming with gus uh ed switched to guitar we didn't hang out with him musically anymore uh so it was just the three of us you know and we we had a <clears throat> we had um a couple of band names. We we had to pick a name when we got our first show at the original Bernard Pub. Our first show, yeah. Um, so now we just went forward another. Well, no, I think I was seventeen. Yeah, we. I skipped <sighs> our very first years. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but very first show. That's a good <clears throat> yeah milestone. Yeah. So the original Bernard Pub, not on the landing, but at Lafayette and Thurman, um, in you know the late mid mid to late eighties. Um, eighty nineteen eighty eight maybe something like that. Yeah. And what, what was the name then the name for that Re- show was reckless yeah which we might go back to yeah it's such a cool name <laughs> and then we uh after that we kept thinking about band names and, and landed on the other side for that was our final band name for a pretty long time up until like 94 i think is when i you know this is, yeah now we're late teens yeah early 20s 18, i'd gotten a marshall by then mm-hmm. now we were in our early Blah. 20s this was like we were we were fresh bar flies because we were just old, just old enough to be right. you know out and drinking and stuff. So that was our that was our that was the era of that. And then I I took off and started. And then a, all of a sudden there was Kennedy's, mm-hmm. um, uh, like the old factory first rock. Mm-hmm. Bastille's Duke Club 367, the new Bernard. I, I can't even think. Yeah. If we like sat down and tried to make a list of all the places we played back then, it's like right. diametrically opposed. Like today, it seems like you can. There's like a dwindling number of places to play, which is bugs me out. But yeah. Yeah. It's always cool to me when I see new music venues opening up yeah, in town. Yeah. I've seen people kind of, uh, you know kind of turn down the idea that they think there's too many and i'm like i if anybody wants to invest their money in what we're doing here in st louis music like i'm all for it like if we was another platform another stage to share and 
I mean, I wasn't active uh, then, but, you know, just being a little bit of a history, you know, fan of history, like learning a little bit more through the stories and stuff, uh, the, the city's definitely shifted a lot from from the landing and everything else. Like, yeah. it's more... And the landing you know, was <laughs> Mississippi Nights. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it went I from the landing think. to to uh, like Washington. Right. Yeah, now, yeah. Like, as far as I know, there's no music scene on Washington. But, right. I mean, I don't. I never go down there anymore. But for a minute, there was the Galaxy and all that. Yeah, other world. Yep. We, we played at all those places too later. Mm-hmm. So which were pretty great. much like all the places we used to play are gone. Oh yeah. All right. But we did get to play Mississippi Nights once or twice. Yeah, which um, was great. Are you guys Cicero's in the- basement bar before they moved. Oh, the basement, Cicero's bar, yeah, which yeah, is where the it. duck room is now. Right. Or it's like, it's like the Elvis room or something. No, it's right? the duck room. Is it? Was yeah. it over that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, I worked in there, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the back steps are still there, <laughs> kind of. Um, I also think it's kind of funny because the ceilings are really low, though, so you, you'd kind of have to duck, and now it's called the duck room. Uh, Um, so yeah where were we started playing shows we made uh we made a record we you know but then i after a while i like i took off i started a group called celery with some other guys um and then that that also ran its course and then you know the three of us moved off to different cities you know like we were all like chicago new york la (laughs) um and then we all ended up back here uh i'd say 20 something years ago like 2000 ish and wrote a few more songs jeff had written some songs we recorded them on on my little real real machine um purge we didn't really do anything with them but we still kind of have them in our back pocket and we're probably gonna you know bring them back out um at some point or at least one or two of them some of them are good songs yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah and you know, then we, we all ended up living here again. And after a while, we just kind of brought it back up. Same lineup, um, but, you know, different name, new songs, mm-hmm. kind of a fresh start. Um, pretty much coming from the mind of, of uh, JK, it's like pretty much his tunes through the filter of what we sound like as a group, which, you know, I think yeah. we sound really good. Yeah. That's why we want to keep doing it, obviously. Like, you got to like what you're doing or what's the point. All right. And how long was, like, you moved back from Chicago and then, like, when did the when did the three <clears throat> of us, now I'm, now that we're talking about it, I'm sitting here right. thinking, I don't even know. Like, was it 2013? I moved back here in 04 and I yeah. helped you. I drove up to help you move back. Oh, that's right. I remember like, oh seven maybe oh no it was like eight oh no it was 20 like 2012 yeah. or, 10, or 13 well but also for a while i was driving back and forth i mean when you've been friends for 44 oh, years it's kind oh, of right. difficult sure. to remember which year thing oh. happened in. yeah <laughs> so we got back here we got that spot at utopia when it was just you and i working on stuff mm-hmm. <clears throat> then like gus found out we were jamming again and he was like offered us a bunch of money if he could play with us remember <laughs> and we were hurting we were yeah, pretty yeah. strapped so we're like i guess yeah <laughs> and we we're like nah man and then he was like i'll give you a bunch of wine and rum and we we're like okay does <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> uh, all right give me <clears throat> so uh i guess uh so i mean like i said long history what when does uh the band become what we know today is the mercs um i would say 
<clears throat> the band name was already a thing before the band became a thing. Uh, um, so I'm not really sure what how that's relevant. I just said it anyway. Um, we had our first show at mm-hmm. Lemons about 10 years ago. Oh if anybody God. remembers Lemons. We played there in like 2013, I think it was. At least that's what the photo file thing it says on my computer. Um, Did I, have, so I had the Soldano at that show, right? There's nothing else I would have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's my Soldano now? Because <laughs> I soldano it to you. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I get Killer pride. Yeah, I get that. That's good. But that's, that's I'm laughing like, on the inside. I don't care what I'm doing the thing where I, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, what girlfriend did I have at that time? Or was that when that I. It helps you remember the Yeah, year. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like when I see pictures of us and I'd see the Friedman or the Soldano now, I'd see the Plexi. I'm like, oh, that must have been. Yeah, J- JK is what, what people call a tone chaser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a say that's chone a chone taser. A chone taser. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's <clears throat> part of it. Yeah. Um, but anyways. So, you know, at that show, we we're like, we're going to uh, get into some recording. We'll have a, we're going to make a record pretty soon. We'll, you know, 10 years pass. So now we have whatever. <laughs> it takes as long as it takes. We got a record now. It's only six songs. It's clocks in at just under uh, 38. Uh, yeah, 38. It's almost 40 minutes long. It's epic. Which is kind of, that's you know, that's long. We're not really trying to cater to the short attention span people. We're doing what we always have done. All right. Uh, and this is, is this the, so this is the, the debut uh, record for, for the band as uh, yep. as this lineup and uh, this name. This incarnation. Yeah. The, yep. yeah. Nice, man. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think. Uh, that was horribly offensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Big album release party, uh, ten years in the making. Uh-huh. You said, and uh, and everything's uh, we got CDs available, but uh, should hit the digital platform Saturday also, or is that we're, coming soon? Bandcamp, we're, we're ba- for now. We're doing CDs and uh, Bandcamp, right? And eventually, we're going to put it on all the streaming and all that. But um, we're just yeah. kind of focusing on keeping it tight for a minute. Yeah. Um, there's two songs already on Bandcamp uh, that we released as singles that are on the record. Um, the full thing, you know, it's, it's a matter of a few days at this point. All so, right. and uh, you've uh, invited along uh, Petty Grievances yeah. and Squirkle the Destroyer to yes. uh, support the show. Two killer bands. Uh, Twelve dollar <laughs> tickets, all ages, at Red Flag in St. Louis, Missouri killer uh, venue yeah. i don't know if people who's listening has been there or not but it's very nice yeah. i love it yeah <clears throat> i uh i went to some of the you know uh masked up socially distanced kind of shows over there when they first kind of got open because they opened in the middle of a pandemic and uh yep. oh and, crap it was right yeah mm-hmm. and uh it was uh but it was fun i mean like you know we we got we did what we had to do uh, but now it's uh, it's really nice to see it uh, f- packed out and uh, and proper rock shows back over there and yeah. and like that. I really like uh, the whole like kind of industrial feel with the uh, yeah. shipping containers totally. and stuff. Like it's yep. just really uh, a fun vibe to it and uh, great and sound sound yeah. system. Yeah. <gasps> it's it's amazing that how it how good it sounds and that it and and that it sounds good is amazing yeah because of the shape of the room and i mean it's, yeah it's a big box right it i be, think it should be bouncy and and messed up but it sounds amazing yeah. they really dialed it in it's impressive i i think red flag is the best live sound i've ever heard 
for a place that size or, or anything similar. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the reason we are having it there. We, uh, you know, um, JK went and saw a, a, a different band that I play in do a show there. Don't you go? Yeah, I play in Zantigo also. Just check out Zantigo. We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we played and Jeff was like, holy shit, the sound is really good. I couldn't tell. I was on the stage. Right. You know, it sounds like whatever. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, yeah, you guys were okay. But the sound. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and then, then Spotlight. Yeah, played. Spotlight's played after. And and so who who played in between? It was one of the fever. And it was Killing Fever. Killing Fever. Everybody sounded yeah yeah but like you could tell spotlights had a sound check earlier that day yeah. that that was it was jaw dropping i felt like i was wearing headphones yeah i mean it really loud but everything was crystal clear punchy like yeah i i can't say enough good stuff but well let's yeah. let's get into this record uh yeah, give them a little sneak peek of what uh like i said you uh currently have two singles uh out on Bandcamp. uh so if you uh are uh, itching to get some more, you can head on over to the mercs.bandcamp.com and you can uh, get those. But we're going to give you a little taste uh, right here. And uh, let's uh, let's start with uh, one I picked that's not uh, yet released, uh, but I uh, I picked uh, Colossus. This is, uh, I feel like... That would make this the debut of the yeah, song. It, the debut yeah, let's, yeah. Track. Let's, give them, uh, let's give them something to what they tuned in for, man. This is... Uh, uh but this was uh uh ton of fun i really had no idea what to expect uh from the sound you know it's like that's the fun of live music or you know any music for me is like just hitting play and hearing what going you know going along for the ride and uh this track in particular i felt uh was very much that like it definitely is a journey and you get uh a lot of different sounds and what's i don't know i forget what nine ten it feels like it's not about nine minutes probably or something in there and nice uh, long noisy intro too yeah but this is uh (laughs) this was a ton of fun to listen to and and um but what what uh can you guys tell me anything about this particular one what comes to mind when you think about colossus well the main riff is pretty old (laughs) um <clears throat> I I think of Colossus kind of as a it's almost got a dronic is that a word yeah drone like quality to it <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. Oh, my God. 
okay, I can tell you how I feel about on, it. And it. Maybe this is something to talk about after we, we listen to it, but I'll say it now anyway. Um, for me, as a bass player, it's interesting because this song doesn't have a lot of changes. What I play repeats a lot, over and over and over again, for kind of a lot of minutes, and it never gets boring for me to play it, which is really uh, saying something because, you know, playing the same thing over and over again as a bass player is, you know, you start to drift off and start thinking about other stuff and then you miss a change that never happens with this song. It stays interesting somehow. It just, there's, there's enough going on and I can do little, you know, I play little variations of the same thing. So it's constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. That's why it's fun for me. There's a word for that in classical music, like Beethoven, which one is dun, 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 dun. Is that the fifth? Yeah. Like he take he takes that and he just does it a million different ways. And there's some cool word for it, but I don't know what it is. So basically, we're a Beethoven tribute. Yeah, basically. But I mean, what what does people specifically want to know? Like, what what is something? It's not really about. I know everybody says they're interested in lyrics or one like what's a song about? I don't know if it's a. Well, even I, I don't know. I feel like I always ask, but like it's always more. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I sometimes the the question does go to lyrics. You know, I feel um, there are you know definitely there are lyrics in the song, mm-hmm. but uh, it's more. I feel and as a fan, when I listen to this, I connect more to the arrangement of you know the actual instrumental uh, parts to it more, um, and that's and I typically connect to i'm a, I'm a lyrics guy typically so uh but uh, this is was f- a lot of fun to hear the solos and different parts that you guys do in here and like all the uh uh and there's a there's a lot going on like a, it's a huge sounding song and that's like i'm like wondering you know for for three piece do you guys you guys re- replicate all this live uh, or pretty like close a, there's or? like a good 10 percent of it that's just yeah, studio, sure. studio fuckery but i think I'd it say, sounds bigger sometimes yeah yeah overall this is what we do this is what we sound yeah. like. yeah there's also there's like a weird paradoxical thing i think that happens when you're a three-piece band you don't have to worry about stepping on anybody else sonically like the the bass guitar occupies a certain frequency spectrum is that the right Right. Mm -hmm. and the guitar has one that the drums have one and everybody sort of has this wide open space to work in whereas if you're in a band with there's like two or more guitar players and a keyboard and several people singing they're all occupying that same range Mm -hmm. it can get crowded and people like we kind of don't you ever think that about uh, like you have this wide open space to fill yeah it's like breathing room it's like it's breathing room really but cool. also like mm-hmm. there's space that you you need to fill yeah as well right. so it's not just like i can't just go bum 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 <laughs> bum 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 then you know that's but that's interesting i don't know if there's like super <laughs> like music dorks like us listening but that it's like a it's a really interesting thing because people a lot of times people go see you know motorhead or rush or no means no or whatever like how those three guys it's just three guys but they sure fit, you know it sounds so huge where it's like in a weird way you it feels like you can be huge or yeah if that's a word because yeah, everybody totally can sense. you know th- th- that said though there there's 
a song. There's one song on this thing that's got guest musicians, and there's oh, yeah. there's you know cellos, there's pitch shifted cellos yeah. that sound like basses. There's a uh, the lovely Hannah Silverman mm-hmm. was kind enough to play cello. Yeah, and we also have like uh, two other. We've got uh, Jessica Halbauer and uh, Steve Lickenbrock, and they, so there's Playing like Mellotron and uh, other keys. Stephen for Hewitt. one song, we're a six piece, nice. and it's you know it gets pretty thick, and it's it's harder to mix the more instruments there are. You oh, know? before work, yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, are they are they going to help uh, bring it to life at the show, or are you guys going to? Keep it as a like, get the trio version of it. We're we thought about it. We wanted yeah. to. Jesse, who sang on the record with her angelic voice, she's gonna sing a bunch of stuff with us live. Nice. Um, Basically, the we, the adding the other two musicians, we just didn't we didn't have time to put sure. it together. It'd have been logistically. Yeah, I feel like it's something we want to do, and we probably time. will. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, and uh, you guys are you know talking about recording, um, and you guys. Did everything here or most most of it here? Almost or? nothing at this studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you said previously recorded here. Is that what you're saying? We recorded, yeah. We Did recorded you? here when we oh, were in yeah. high school. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And now I work here. Nice. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Um, we, we recorded here. Uh, JK's mom got us a couple hours of studio time for her Christmas present yeah. one year and we came and tracked some stuff. Shout out to moms, man. You guys. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Zoe. Uh, <laughs> no, but the, the, this record was recorded at Utopia. Okay. Um, and uh, we actually, we just, I, I run the studio there. So I just brought my inputs and my laptop down to our practice space downstairs and tracked it all in our, in our own room. <clears throat> you know, other bands next door are blazing and all and whatever. It's like, you know, we cut out the, the background noise and uh, it's fine. That's, uh, that's really, uh, impressive to hear because i've been over there uh, i've done podcasts in those rooms you can get loud and, right? uh, <laughs> i've done uh, i did one where we're like recording and there's you know some metal band next door or whatever and it's just like you know double bass drums the whole time and all they just like <laughs> totally uh, yeah. you know something like that and it's just like well you know we're gonna power through this you know we're gonna, we're gonna get there so um but yeah, it's uh, but it's always a good time over there in Topia. And, yeah, uh, but there. yeah, this uh, uh, yeah. So knowing that and what what the final product sounds like, that's uh, that's really cool to hear. Like that, it sounds that great because uh, that's. I mean, I was listening and like I felt like the production value is top notch, man. It sounds great. Oh, so, thank yeah, you. I really. That's all, that's I was awesome. uh, very impressed. Uh, you know, I get to listen to a lot of music and those. And I was uh, this. This sounded huge on the, in the car on the way down, and I really enjoyed test. it. Yeah, man. So, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about um, another one. Uh, the uh, I guess the any song, any song. Yeah. Well, this I guess uh, one of the singles that you guys released was uh, uh, El Captain, right? El Capitan. El Capitan. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> and uh this was uh another just fun one i feel like this is uh slightly different than um colossus though like you know it's kind of a little know, more frenetic right dense angular energetic but you know it's not like too derivative but it also kind of shows a little bit of another side of what you guys do as a as a group so yeah, yeah. um but uh what about this tune? Anything? Uh, 
crap, man. And why this one was picked as a single or anything like that? Uh, uh I think you picked it. Did I? Um, well, I mean, I honestly, I picked it because it, it's a badass song. Yeah, yeah it's a great, sure. yeah. But it being badass isn't why I picked it. I picked it because I was able to mix that one sooner than the okay. others. <laughs> you know, um, we really like right up to the last minute with this record. You know, we were gonna we were gonna release a four song thing, which for you know for us four songs is still kind of a long record. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was like, hey, you guys, if we want to maybe finish a couple more, we can do turn it into a full length and you know not seem like EP chumps or whatever. <laughs> EP chumps. That's our next band. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we, we, we dropped the Deja Voodoo single. It got a, you know, pretty, pretty good response. I mean, we didn't like get propelled to greatness overnight or anything, but like some friends bought it and that's, that made us really sure. happy. Uh, so, uh, and then, you know, we picked two more songs to finish up for the record and that was one of them. And I, you know, I was waiting on, uh, some little crazy noise that goes in the middle of the song so i of of the other one so i couldn't finish that one this was the one to finish so mm-hmm. we just ran with it and put it out and you know we've been playing this song since uh since our first show i think we've play, been playing no, el cap is, el cap came later okay i believe you it's hard to keep track it really <laughs> is <laughs> the first show yeah i mean el cap i mean i, I later yeah i think right. it's like maybe 2016 17 yeah a little bit later but that the agenda 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 was in the basement i came up with that Mm -hmm. sitting there when i at the basement at utopia yeah
So in fact, I, I'll say this, the, the recording that you're listening to, we had been working on, we've, we've recorded this stuff a bunch of times, 2017, we were playing a bunch of shows and I felt like we were just getting really good at our live show and we were getting tighter and better and more confident and more, you know, just, just aggressively uh, precise Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. And we had this half-baked recording. I was like, this just doesn't sound as good as we do. We've got to start. I hate to, hate to say it, you guys, but we got to do it over. So we scrapped everything in 2017. And so, you know, and didn't we, got, also, we got pretty you close. Were, you recorded a bunch of bands. You, like you sharpened all your skills too, right? Yeah, just doing a bunch of studio That's work. What I, I remember. Yeah. Been, you were like, I, I've mic'd, you know, 50 drum kits <laughs> and all different types like since we've recorded that record if we yeah. go do it again i can and not just drum you know the whole you cut your teeth sure. it seemed yep. like a bunch in between yeah well i mean yeah it, plus not just that but doing like I, I i do one of the uh audio crews for lo-fi cherokee so for that's you know a, bunch, a bunch of years in a row i was doing um you know that's a really tough but super fun gig yeah where i get to record between four and six bands that I've may or may not have ever heard of in a fresh location all in one day. Right. And, you know, I don't always get to hear what I'm actually miking. So I'm just kind of like using uh, mic placement that should work <laughs> and looking at the meters to make sure they're in an okay spot and then just find out what I get when I get home later. Right. So, and it ter- turns out that it's, it, you know, for the most part, you can get good tracks just using your, you know, thinking about what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, that seems hardcore, man. It's it's not the best way to do it, but it's, you know, it's lo-fi Cherokee. Sure. So that's, you know, that's kind of the idea. Um, and then after doing that for a little while and recording other bands at the studio and stuff, I'm like, we just can't, we can't drop what we've got as a record. Yeah. It just isn't as good. It, it probably would have been okay, you know, mm-hmm. but. I think like, um, I think some of that, like I always kind of look at records again. I think any, any artist always wants to put the best out, you know, that's for real. given, but I think that's also your goal as an, as any, anybody that you're constantly looking to, uh, evolve and get better and get, you know, along the way, like you're saying, as you're recording, but also I'd look at records like snapshots. Like they're just like, here's what, here's exactly what it was at this time. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and you would hope that the next one you learned, you learned from that and then we get better and everything else. Like, um, so, but sometimes like some of my favorite stuff, like are the, basement recording you know like kind of like going back to those lo-fi things like and stuff like it's just like sometimes some of the like i've had some of my friends bands that like they send me their uh you know their demos and i i become attached to those and i love the the rawness of these demos and stuff and then they go Mm -hmm. they go into the studio and i mean not that it's bad it's just but like there's something magical that's created on just that raw energy that's on that track that the first time you know it's like and uh so that's kind of you know it's it's you know both both of none, none of them are right or wrong or anything For but sure. i'm saying but like it's just like you know i think all fans have a certain things that they gravitate towards as individuals but you know i think uh you know as a band i don't think anybody you know expects uh whatever the, uh, uh 
absolute masterpiece but you know like right. you know you always want that but like you know it's nice to say hey, this is our here's a four songs we're working on right now and here's the you know the next record we'll we'll have another group of songs or whatever we're working on at that time and stuff so yeah but we, we try to when we're working on stuff we try because there's like a there's almost like a weird sedu- seductiveness in the studio where you if you want you could fix every little yeah. thing and well, there's been like several things where they sound kind of funny. There's a thing in Elk. I, I can think of a whole bunch where sure. we're like, let's just leave it. You know, there's yeah. no, like if we're singing and we hit a really bad note, we'll redo it or fix it or whatever. But we try to keep it wrong. To your point. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, but like, you know, when you're doing self-production, yeah. it's those lines get blurred pretty quick. All and right. like, is this too raw or is this totally overproduced? <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I mean that's and again like you once you've listened to the song so many times you're like you know just like it all starts to run together. Sometimes you need to, especially as like a, I feel like as a group like sometimes it helps having an outside perspective on, you know yeah. whether if it's a producer or somebody else to an engine a different another engineer to look at it like and Absolutely. you know like give their t- take on it and Which, stuff but i think that would have been a great idea for us but right. we didn't do that sure. we just went right up against the wall and the funny thing is like i i finished the mastering for the last few songs um last wednesday yeah yeah all right like we're just like there- if we get if we get it yeah, done, it sure. goes on the record. If we yeah. don't, it doesn't. And then, but we got we got it all done. Yeah. It was really up to the last minute, and I just didn't. We just didn't have a chance to say to our you know uh, our uh, my other buddies in the audio world, hey, can you sure. you know give this a once over? Yeah. It just didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what about the irony of you know, fifteen minutes yeah. ago, we're like it's taking us ten years yeah. to make this record right down to the wire. Actually, like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. rushing yeah. to get it out like cutting corners as if we were making it in like four days at the very end. I mean cool. seriously, these bo- this box of discs came yeah. we they shipped Monday. We got them Monday, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years and we got like the got the discs the the week of the show. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh no, I, I love it, man. That's that's rock and roll, man. That's what happened. You got it. <clears throat> Uh, but I think the record sounds incredible and I'm, uh, I'm excited for everybody else to give it a spin. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, and it's going to be a fun night, Saturday night, getting to see it all live. So come on out and join us, kick off your holiday weekend, uh, with the Mercs. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully people are in town. Three days to recover from Red Flag. Party all weekend. That lake is going to be so crowded. You're not going to have fun if you go out there. You want to be here in town. Yep. Crap, I'm just sitting here thinking L Cap's not really super linearly discreetly about anything either. I mean, well, it I mean, is. I think lyrically, we don't really even have anything solidified. Like, the, the, no, there's no real solid themes. There's, there's yeah. like uh, suggestions or images of certain ideas, but like, even when it's really, um, <clears throat> even when like the theme of a song is really blatant Mm -hmm. but that'll just be for one part of it like the chorus makes make is like oh the chorus is about this but then you get to the rest of the song and it's like it's all it's like it's like a painting you know it's an abstract it's an abstract painting which is uh, i suddenly like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you guys said something um you know the early days 
uh, playing, you know, like mentioning like uh, Van Halen and uh, Rush and I guess Rush, uh, maybe not too far up, but there, you guys have this uh, kind of um, more experimental side of hard rock uh, sounds. There's yeah. a lot of weird noises on the record, which is always fun to, you know, and uh, but where does that like, where does that kind of the, the love of that kind of stuff like where does this kind of that influence kind of come into what you guys do? I mean, because obviously it's not on a Van Halen record too much or or uh, some of those. I mean, like I said, Rush is very much uh, you know a lot of jammy kind of thing where all kinds of different yeah. uh, stuff noises coming through there for uh, the keys and everything else. But uh, but anyway, I just. What do you guys think that kind of that experimental side of it comes from? The experimental, like song structure, or are the weird talking about the just weird the noises and yeah, all of it? I mean, like I just like is it, was there a certain records that really like blew your mind uh, that uh, opened it up to thinking about what else you could do with music like that? For the guitar stuff, Jimi Hendrix, like master of feedback and weird noises. Mm-hmm. Um. And then also like the st- here's our drummer. Our drummer's here. Hey Gus, hey. what's up? <laughs> hey guys, what's happening? Not much, man. You guys ready to rock? Totally ready. <laughs> cool. I'm totally warmed up and ready to jam. Yes. <laughs> that was our drummer, Gus. But he's going in the other room now. What were we talking about, Jimmy Hendrix? But what was the? We're talking um, about the crazy noise. Oh, the- yeah. I'm just a sucker. This is probably totally uninteresting to anybody that's listening, but when electric guitars feedback and go crazy and you do pick scrapes and whammy bars, like all that stuff, it just sounds beautiful. Yeah. Is it like for some reason? I can't. I I always struggle with that. I always want to put it all over the record. All right. And somehow Tezu and I find like a good, uh, way to get get it on there um is it like calculated or is it so like happened by accident the first time and you're like hey wait, wait, let's try to do that again the, like the noise that stuff? noise or whatever like is it uh, the spots where they happen the the placement i guess is sort of calculated like right well, um, i'm saying like is the first time like you're like what was that noise like you know or something like that like i don't know does, does it come from like noodling around or oh yeah that, yeah, that happened right <laughs> yeah different just find pedals, different pedals different, and the uh, t- like yeah. the electric guitar is like this uh like seemingly endless reservoir sure. of sounds right you know um even though like we were saying Jimi hendrix did stuff what is 50 plus years ago right and there's still yeah. you can still find new oh yeah like as opposed to something like a piano or a saxophone where you you basically you select which are beautiful gorgeous instruments but you kind of you select notes, you can hit them hard and let them sustain for a certain amount of time, but that's kind of, that's kind of it. Right. Guitars, basses, you can scrape them and you can pull whammy bars, push whammy, but you know. There's, you there's can a do whole, a lot of crazy stuff for the, you know, as they call it prepared piano too. You can make pianos do weird I stuff. I don't know what a prepared piano is. <clears throat> uh, you know, you like put some tin foil in the strings and it makes a weird sound. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what? We'll do, uh, we'll, we'll mess with that on the next one. <laughs> Uh, I think we should try tinfoil, saran wrap, mm-hmm. yarn. Yeah. 
Uh, so wait a minute. Do you like the weird enemies? noises? This is something I do. we are like always wondering about. Yeah, I do. I like. Uh, I just. I'm not Somebody a. Likes noises. <laughs> I'm not a. First. I'm not a player. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a musician by any means. So I just wondering how that is created. Like that's like that's the only reason I'm really asking all this stuff because like because it feels like a lot of it's. You know, I feel like there's elements of it. I feel like it could be, you know, improv or, you know, like come from that. And then it's like, then it'd be, let's take it to the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of comes from that jamming. Uh, but I just, I didn't know if like you learn like, oh, well, if I turn this knob all the way this way, you know, and all these different things. Like, it's that, but it's it, everything you said is, is part right. Of it. But yeah. it's, it's not predictable in the sense that like, you would be able to replicate it ever like right. when when you, you know right. you you get in there and you like crank your your gain and start messing with pedals and doing funny stuff and you get a cool noise and you're like that's a cool noise yeah and i'm glad i'm recording because it's never gonna happen again <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and there's something gorgeous about that there's some cool sure i don't know what it is but yeah you uh so if you see us doing the noises live it will be different yeah, and it, it, and you it know, could be its own single sure. single thing that happens. Yeah, and it might it might not be cool. <laughs> yeah, it might be it's cooler. Yeah. You just you never know what you're gonna get. It's there's no predicting it. That's live music, man. To yeah. answer your, it, I mean, there's the improv element is totally part of it. Yeah. Um, now I can't remember what else you said. Damn it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I uh, you mentioned in um, Hendrix and. Uh, I, my mind went to uh, I have uh, good friends in town, uh, the Sophisticated Babies. They are a, a tuba and ukulele duo, <laughs> yes. and uh, they're uh, two members of Funky But Brass Band. Also, oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> Adam Hooky and Cody Henry. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, uh, Sophisticated Babies, they are one of the most entertaining acts you can see around town. And Sophisticated Babies, and they. Uh, I'm intrigued. They've, uh, well, one, like, you know, we kind of talking about maybe you guys as a trio and the sound that you create. It blows my mind to hear the songs that these guys replicate with a tuba and ukulele. Like, they're, uh, how, uh, you know, obviously it's not perfect to the record, but well, the way that they can create it on the stage with those two instruments is really impressive. And I've seen them do, uh, Hendrix and, uh, and Adam like uh, takes his uke and like throws it against the amp for you know feedback and all that. like and, <laughs> and it's one of the coolest it. <laughs> it's yeah. one of the coolest things. Uh, and make, you put make, the hook in we got yeah it I makes me it. makes me smile so much and I just like I love it and uh, but I mean they do Beatles they do Beck uh, they do Deborah which is one of my favorites uh, and um, do they sing is there vocals or is there oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah and uh, they. Uh, and that's the I think that's maybe the the highlight really the biggest uh, shocker is Adam's range because he'll go from something really high like like a Deborah or something and then like the next song he'll do like uh, Green Jellies Three Little Pigs or something you know and like the total other end of the spectrum like you know growling and screaming in there and stuff and uh, so um, they don't play a ton as the duo but it is if you get a chance to see it go see it because they. Are so much fun, but uh, it's uh, those guys just you know again just like have a great time having fun up there on stage and making crazy sounds. So weren't awesome. you gonna be in Green Jelly at one point? I jammed with those dudes for a bunch of times, and they are extremely cool dudes. Except I can't remember. There was one of the guys was Lou, 
uh, one of the guys was somebody Manspeaker. <laughs> That's its last name. It's a, and a couple other guys. Yeah, I, I lived in Los Angeles for a while, and I worked at a bookstore, and a guy came in one day. My friends are looking for da 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 I He knew I played guitar, and it, uh, it happened to be those guys. They had their own production company on Sunset Boulevard, Green Jelly Productions. had this big thing. <laughs> And we jammed a bunch of times, and it was a blast. Nice. And they were super cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that would you know, be uh, wild to think about what would happen if you would have took I that I think gig. about it a lot. I'm like, <laughs> damn. Because I, I was like, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to go do my own thing. Like, I'm a super artist, and I'm not going to. You know? And they said to me, they're like, they said, that's exactly what we are you know they're like just play it you know if you want to jam with us for a while yeah. we'll be your springboard and blah 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 and for some reason it fizzled i was still like oh and they were whenever tools in town we got backstage and blah 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 <laughs> yeah and for some reason i was like but i loved i mean those dudes they were so there was all these giant prosthetic heads sure. laying around the yeah <laughs> <laughs> or do you guys have you seen they made a video or, i've seen or, that uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Super, super cool, dude. <laughs> I was—I uh, just had a conversation at work. Of, I mean, it's uh, completely uh, unrelated, but just uh, the idea of uh, you know the the decision process, like because uh, we uh, this week uh, they said that uh, Ryan Seacrest is replacing uh, Pat Sajak on uh, Wheel of Fortune. <gasps> uh, so Pat Sajak's retiring after. Ryan Seacrest assassins. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> Brian Fleshit. Brian Fleshit. If you're listening, you have to start the Ryan Seacrest assassins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we have a friend. Yeah. Their band. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and uh, so Seacrest. Uh, I was thinking about. Wow. I was thinking about the. We. I was telling a buddy about Brian Dunkelman, who was on American Idol the first season, and decided that, uh, according to the story, that he said that the show. Uh, wasn't going anywhere, so he left, and that became one of the biggest shows <laughs> ever. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and Seacrest is now like you know one of the most uh, successful that... guy. All right, I'm just I'm just trying. He's, I... he's like the English guy who's like grumpy on the. That's Simon Cowell. Yeah. Oh shit. Brian Dunkelman was like a co-host. They were there was originally two co-hosts of the show. It just makes me laugh that he was like. Nah, this isn't going anywhere, and then becomes like one of the most successful shows of, you know, the early two thousands. You know, you, know so. you don't know what people are gonna latch on to, right? There's no, yeah, you just, you sure. Don't know. There's <sighs> millions and millions of people out there. Yeah, it's just like, uh, whatever. Yeah, but it, I uh, just uh, funny to think about where Brian Dunkelman's at and where Seacrest is at. Like, you know, just like you never know. It's, yeah. it's, it's life's a series of decisions. <laughs> you don't know which one, what path's gonna take you. But um, so if you knew you'd only make yeah, good ones. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah hopefully we'll get another new band out of this uh this announcement so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh so uh again snag your tickets saturday night join us at uh the red flag in st louis missouri and uh celebrate this uh record uh what i'm sorry what's the name uh of the album intranaut intranaut and is it is that uh come from a lyric or is this uh well i don't i'm not sure what that uh what intranaut is <laughs> i mean i could really yeah. just a made-up word yeah which i hope it okay so the 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 suffix not n-a-u-t it's like voyager or 
seeker, you know, an astronaut. Right. Is a you know, star voyager. Cosmonaut is a cosmos voyager, whatever. So <laughs> we just took intra as in, in you know, inside yourself going internal yeah. yeah it sounds so goofy when i try to i don't think it sounds goofy yeah. it sounds goofy because you know the words sound sounds goofy cool. when you talk. Me talking <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> which is why i'd rather be an intranaut instead yeah. of trying to you know yeah i mean I it, sound stupid when it I talk. means self-exploration exactly right yeah it's like it's like that movie where they shrink the guy into a pill and he goes in <laughs> What's we were talking mean? about that at practice yeah, the other night called? with Martin Short or yeah. uh, Dennis Quaid or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not that. Flacto <laughs> Klabendorf or <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a it's you know it's a self exploratory album. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's where Which, all the weird noises come from. That's yeah. actually the sound of your spleen if you get really close. Oh. I was just gonna say it's almost like a full circle thing, because um, what we talked about L Cap and before that we talked about Colossus and I kept saying I don't know if those songs are about anything. It's funny. At the same time, all the songs are about the same thing, which is like, mm -hmm. why am I here? What's going on? You know, <clears throat> existential introspection or something. Nice. Yep. That yeah, sounds man. cheesy, but it's I can't help it. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think that's... Uh, it's fun to hear like how the you know the ideas behind all this like what the thought process that goes in. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing is I think you know naming a record or naming a band or any of that stuff. I mean, there's you know it's hard to come up with something different that stands out and stuff. But I think you guys did it. I think like it's not, obviously if you're so, uh, <laughs> but we uh, come out and snag one of these CDs. Um, Fresh, uh, hot and fresh, man. They're yeah. right. t-shirts. Yeah. If you're at the show, we got multiple kinds of t-shirts, tank tops, mm -hmm. stickers. Got it all. Um, I'll probably order some buttons tomorrow. But <laughs> buttons, pins, buttons. Yeah, we Butons. will be selling and hang gliders. <laughs> right. Say the Mercs across them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> Uh, well, I, uh, I got a couple questions for you guys to get your take on these. And speaking of, uh, merch, I always have fun with, uh, one that, um, about, uh, say we, uh, the day comes along and we have a, uh, Merck's like box set of action figures. Uh, what, <laughs> what would you guys like to see, uh, as your like, uh, two or three accessories to go with your action figure? Accessories for the action. You can go first. Oh, you have to oh, talk. I know, I think, I know yeah, one. you go. I would want to be one of the, you know, they make those little, I have some of these at home. It's like a little plastic guy just like this, but they have strings and a little parachute and you wrap up the parachute. Oh, and yeah. Throw the whole thing up in the air. Right. I'd yeah. want to have that. That's pretty good. Maybe like a sandwich or some whiskey or something. What kind of sandwich? Veggie, um, yeah, vegetarian ve veg black yeah. black bean burger. But I get down with veggie, yeah, yeah, black bean patty, or you know, this is a big can of worms, man. <laughs> sandwiches, we could talk about yeah. sandwiches or sandos or sandroids. Do you have a favorite uh spot in town? Spot, a, fav what? a we favorite went sandwich, which witch the other day, which witch is good. Is that but a chain, I gotta say. Um, yeah, bring it. Real quick, I'm not vegetarian anymore, and you know, but I have been, and maybe I'll go back. But I think that the uh, the vegetarian sub at Pointers uh, is 
hand it's like right over there. it's fantastic it's right across the street they're not a sponsor i'm just backing yeah. them up i've been ordering that sandwich for <sighs> decades the de- the deal is you can't just eat it right out of the oven you have to leave it in the wrapper for a while so it gets kind of like oh. sweaty and like oh. all the ingredients commingle <laughs> and then if you if you're just like i would never eat a vegetarian sandwich i'm no commie then <laughs> <laughs> just order it and add bacon or whatever you know it's right. delicious that way too yeah. what about the vet didn't you used to get the veggie reuben at mocha bees all the time this is an awesome spot yeah. by the way I had it last week yeah killer two weeks ago oh i've never had a veggie sandwich there but i just want to say that the arbor cafe which is this little albanian slash italian place right around the corner from where my girlfriend and i live is really really good especially their breakfast we went there yeah a couple times it's real good yeah it's amazing yeah. It's a little family, <clears throat> family-owned spot, really small. But oh, oh man, yeah. if you want to get into the my vegetarian discussion, we could elongate <laughs> right. this podcast for. But that's uh, what you got. <laughs> that's some of my favorite stuff, though. I love. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously a little sandwiches, but I go on. I mean, I, we we have a lot of really cool spots around town, and uh, oh yeah, um, it's fun to highlight some of our our little uh, best kept secrets around the city. What, so, what's the jam? Jesse always wants to go there. I want to say it's called. It's called La something Lagrange Lagrand. La <laughs> Lagrand. Uh, it's on. Is it on Watson or something or near uh, Watson? Sorry. Damn it, Hampton. Yeah. I don't know. Damn it, I've heard of it. I haven't been there. It's another little indie. <laughs> I think like, after the record, owned. after the record release, we should like go celebrate and have a sandwich there. Yeah. But then I'll know. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what it about? Feels like when we lived in Chicago, there was a million. Like I can think of. Uh, I think I just went for more sandwiches. There. Yeah, but Chicago, the thing is, you, you could go up. back to Chicago and nothing about it is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, that's, yeah. I'm, uh, I don't, I, maybe it's like COVID. I feel like I haven't gone out and got that many. <laughs> I make sandwiches at home like sure. a madman. Yeah. yeah, so if you're listening, drop by JK's place <laughs> for a sandwich. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. All right. What, uh, Tazu, you got any, uh, accessories you think would uh what, what, what goes with your action figure uh, i don't really i, I, I don't know a machete, <laughs> machete i can think of a bunch machete. of stuff that would go yeah well yeah you tell me well first of all if they're except like does it come with a a base i mean it's your action figure. No, i think like if, if you buy the tazu action figure yeah. it comes with uh, uh, it already that the the basic model already has a base and what, probably a microphone what's the uh what's the base you choose do you think you do you have a do you have like a dream base you would like to have oh. with your uh or just the one you play with now no nah, i want to hear the answer no i honestly don't give a shit yeah. make, something <laughs> up. make something up okay <laughs> um <clears throat> i want <laughs> I don't have a dream bass. Uh, I don't care. I've been playing bass so long. You can just hand me anything, any four string fretted bass and it'll probably work. It sounds really good. It just has, yeah, I want something bright with a distortion pedal. You know, uh, okay. You would have to break into the, the punk rock, um, what is it the museum that they just opened don't don't get me started on that thing, dude, because, Oh, Rob, from what I understand, the, uh, Rob, Wright from no means no put his base in a cabinet there but if i had that one he put it there or well they somebody, got it they got it from got, him it's yeah, not was like, he involved in any way i'm just curious. if he wasn't involved it wouldn't be there but if i mm-hmm. had it everybody would be coming for me to like 
chop my head off and <laughs> with claim it for their own, you know. <laughs> That's what yeah. the machete is for. <laughs> I think it would be better in your hands than in a... Oh, it's in Vegas, I it's think. It's in Vegas. But, yeah, but in Vegas, it the it's a Cup. dry heat, so there's, it'll never rust. It's, it's such a fine line anyway, between... Anyway, Rob Wright's my favorite bass player, so maybe yeah. the accessory would be like the No Means No box set. Nice! <laughs> Which would really... Yeah catapult the price of my action figure <laughs> everybody would buy the action figure for that just to get the, <laughs> the who so the fuck is this guy some uh, fan yeah. <laughs> yeah what uh we talked uh early too about a bunch of the uh great venues that have long passed but uh what uh what was your guys uh first concert memory do you guys uh not us playing, but going, Though, as, going a as a fan. Goes. Yeah. What's the first show you guys remember? Uh, My mom drove um, me and JK and our first drummer, Ed. Ed D, if you're listening. I know you're not listening, but hi. Um, My mom drove us to SIUE to see Van Hagar. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, Van Halen with that was there. That was the first concert that I, like, picked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've listened to the How Van cool Hagar stuff mom? since then, and I'm like, oof. Oh, it's brutal. But it's, that first record, at least, though, it's had some. Mm. Uh, it's, yeah, now I listen to it now, it hurts. But but how can I just, how cool is your mom? Because she drove us out there, like drop, dro- dropped us off. We went into the concert, and she just, like, she didn't doesn't have family or friends there. She just like she hung out in the sat car, in the car, and did in the stuff. parking lot for the whole. Oh my god! Thing. That's, yeah. that's some selfless, super. So it wasn't that wasn't cool. my first concert because sure. b- because I had gone to a bunch of concerts. But you know, my my dad was in a group and I'd seen them play and like uh, and then Human Arts Ensemble, right? Mm-hmm, yep. If you're uh, into you know free uh, experimental jazz music, that's the stuff I grew up in the middle of. Um, <clears throat> completely separate and different and in in most ways from what we sound like but that experimental element is still there and i think that's a cool thread to that you can call common um and then you know we like they would take me to see other uh people perform that were their friends like and some some of them are people that i still um you know i'm involved with now uh, you know, Greg Mills, the pianist, if you ever, if you ever heard of him, he, he's like a experimental pianist, piano player. Um, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, free jazz scene that <laughs> I'm just kind of loosely connected to. Oh, and I think it's really jazzy. <laughs> yeah. And well, you know, you work in a studio, you stay connected to all, right. all kinds of stuff, you know, and you have to, you have to really learn how to, um, appreciate stuff that you you know not wouldn't necessarily seek out but then by the time you're done working on it you're like legitimately a fan of it some of the time um anyway back to the topic (laughs) what concerts did we go to yeah whenever i have this conversation with one thing that jumps out like the most uh mental shift like life-changing concerts shows or whatever i've been to the first one that sticks out is Fugazi. <laughs> it was either well, there was there was Fugazi at the Bernard Pub, but I think it was Fugazi at Mississippi Nights, and it was either the 
thir- I think the 13 songs tour was at Bernard. What came after 13 songs? You know, on the Kill Taker or Steady Diet, whatever. At Missis- I saw Fugazi at Mississippi Nights when I was in my late-ish teens. And it was... Five bucks. Life-changing, yeah. Nice. Like, like it was... And this is obviously pre-internet. It was just like the cool guys were like this band. Or it was the guys from Minor Threat you know, have another record out. They're called Fugazi now. And they're playing at Mississippi Nights. And like, thank God I went because I, I don't remember buying tickets or knowing that much about it right ahead of time. But I went and it. I remember, like I remember before that show and I remember after that show. Yeah. As in, it was two, there was like me and what I thought of music pre that and then there's after that and the two things are different. You Danzig were- at Miss... It's a Mississippi Nights recurring thing. Yeah. Danzig's oh, yeah. first tour. I remember being like floored. And how good they were. There was no color in the lights. I don't know yeah, why I remember that. Dark. Everyone was wearing black. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's skin was super pale. Yeah, the lighting, like the lighting was just plain white lighting. <laughs> but I remember it had the this crowd was down. violent as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was the. Yeah, I remember him giving ice water. Everybody was smashed up in the front. If I remember right, there was a one of the uh, security dudes was smashed between the stage and the barricade and like oh, geez. apparently like broke his leg or something oh, like that but at that dancing show first yeah. nah. that's what i heard man i uh uh didn't see it with my own eyes i worked uh obviously worked security at uh Broadway oyster bar um so i kind of became a, a, f- a fan of watching security you know like just yeah. like seeing stuff at the cl- uh, different club shows and stuff and how they handle things and um there was a, a night I went as a fan to see uh, a group, uh, Blackstone Cherry, that I like uh, over at uh, Blue Note in Columbia. Blue Note. Yeah, great space. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, they're not like particularly rowdy, but this guy, the, the dance floor filled up and this guy was trying to get his way to the front and started pushing people, bumping. Mm. And he, you know, he bumped me and I'm like, you know, I'm you know i'm not gonna cause a scene but i knew i knew the way he hit me that he was gonna hit the wrong person and they weren't gonna be as kind about it and uh <laughs> and that's what happened and uh and he got to the point where he got up front and he hit somebody like you know kind of pushing his way through instead of just saying excuse me or anything and and uh somebody pushed back and then he uh oh, and then the girlfriend <clears throat> he was with his girlfriend or somebody too or wife or what i don't know who knows and they and she's like uh, she, she gets involved too. And then, uh, and then, so they're like this, like a little fight going on. And, uh, so security comes down and then, uh, the guy turns and punches the security guard oh, and oops. then, uh, and then another guy like grabs him and like puts him in like, uh, like a sleeper pretty much drops him to the ground and grabs the guy like by his belt and like carries him out to the f- <laughs> front of the venue. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I hope this guy's okay. But I'm like, just like, don't fuck around with these guys. That's yeah. their job. Like, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do what they gotta do to protect everybody else in the room. And uh, yeah. but they, uh, <laughs> there was like, uh, as of you know, again, I was just like in awe. Of, like that was like, the way they handled it and how and the, the, how fast everything was. Like they shut down the situation, isolated the guy, got him out of there, and like, nice. uh, but I was just like, it was one of the craziest things I've seen at a show. Like just the way that put this you know carried him out by his belt <laughs> like, there, like yeah. there's a, a brief period where like 
the the security uh, you know detail at, at um, Mississippi Nights would get rough on a regular basis, probably just because you know that's how the crowd was or whatever. Right. But we would go down there and just kind of sit across the street and watch people get thrown out of that place in various states. You right. know, <laughs> just lips split all oh, the way, teeth missing, blood pouring out. All right, don't. Don't fight the security guard. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I would love to play at the Blue Note. Is the Blue Note, is it still there and oh, yeah. having shows now? Yeah, very much. Uh, and then there's a, uh, it's a Rose Music Hall now. It used to be Mojo's and everything around that corner. Oh, in, Col- like, in Columbia. Yeah. We're, we're, we were going to play somewhere in Columbia once with, and we had, we signed a thing. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. We had to sign a thing. I remember thinking it was so cool that we were actually, I don't know if it was a contract, but it, but it was like it was a legal kind of, yeah. type document. Man, was it sh- like agreeing that we wouldn't show our nipples or something? <laughs> no, it was just like <laughs> you know, like the other side or whatever. And we agree to play on this night, and it will start at this time, and we will get paid this much, and yeah. blah blah blah. And it had like the carbon copy things, like I remember <laughs> wow. lifting and tearing off. And remember, it was and we did it here. We didn't for some reason we didn't play. Something yeah. happened. Damn it, we signed no, a contract. No memory uh, of that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening, you know now that we are, uh, we we, <laughs> we don't. What's the statute of limitations? On <laughs> <that>? <laughs> <laughs> we can still do that show. Yeah, right. Good. yeah. I, I saw a band, there was a band from Columbia a long time ago, if anybody's interested in cool music, called <clears throat> East Ash. Oh, yeah. That was so good. And I saw them. My sister used to work at the Blue Note. Yeah, I think maybe she just went there all the time. But she worked at the Blue Note. Yeah, she like that. booked there, where I think, right? Did something, and we got to go see, not the Descendants, all. Mm-hmm. We went out there and all, the, but man, East Ash, and there's a band called Cur- Curler Bell from Columbia back then that was really good. But East Ash, and they had a record called Ellie and a record called Crushing a Flood. I think they're both killer, killer records. I'm just saying. Okay, never mind. yeah. Uh, going way back yeah man that's right late 80s <laughs> uh well uh guys this has been a ton of fun i really uh enjoyed uh our chat and getting to meet you all and uh getting to and experience uh another great st louis band and i'm really excited for everybody else to hear this record and uh and give it a spin and again uh, like i said release party saturday night july 1st Red flag, St. Louis, Missouri. Tickets available right now. Um, it is an all ages event. Twelve dollars uh, for tickets, and you got petty grievances and Squirkle, the Destroyer, and yeah. uh, we uh, <clears throat> we'll have CDs, shirts, all the merch. We got uh, Bandcamp uh, for right now, and uh, keep an eye out for uh, the digital release uh, someday later. We can add it to your playlist then and things, but. Um, you can find more info uh, from the band. Uh, I guess is Facebook maybe the best place, or do you have a? What do you guys besides Bandcamp? Uh, uh, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram—that's pretty much yeah, it right now. We're we're, we're we're uh, you know old fuckers, and we don't really. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> we we we're not like the kings of TikTok or anything. Sure. Maybe one day we'll figure that out. But what's <clears> TikTok? <throat> yeah, it's like how the clock. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Also, I just want to say, like, even if we weren't playing Saturday, even if you had to leave before our set, it's 
worth it to show up to see the other two groups. They're totally. both very fantastic. We handpicked them. This isn't going to be one of those things where like the openers suck, so you get to <laughs> skip them. I mean, you get to skip them because it's your life, but that would be a bad decision. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Sparkle starts at eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, it's that uh, they got a record on Bandcamp that, and you know, streaming as well. That is a very, very good record, <clears throat> which I recorded while I was bartending with one of those Zoom things that you're using. Right. The one, in the same one. Yeah. And it sounds great. Yeah. Like it seriously <laughs> sounds great. I think. Nice. Check out Squirkle for yeah. sure. I'll, I'll do that, man. Because I I've seen the name like. Um, I I follow a lot of what we have going on, obviously, and like so you see posters and things, and I plug a lot of events in town. So it's like a lot of times I I know the name, but I haven't I don't I haven't got the chance to experience the sound. So I need yep. to uh, pull them up and give it a listen, man. This so. version of Squirkle is a two piece, and it's big and loud and incredibly musical, and it's all instrumental stuff. But it's huge, very big, good. lush, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Very cool. Well, come on out and have a good time with us. And uh, but uh, what? So I mean, I've got this. But what's uh, do we have uh, goals for the rest of the year or anything else coming up that we really want to continue to do with this record? Or do you guys see yourself uh, branching out a little bit and doing any kind of uh, shows, you know, regionally or anything else? uh, You know, totally. Yeah, we've. I mean, I think of this particular show july 1st red flag record release thing as like the it's like our springboard springboard yeah like our big watershed yeah so even if you can't go to this show come to the shows afterwards because it'll get better and better (laughs) this is like our first i'm almost like this is our first real show it's not our, I mean, we've been That's playing, which is not true, right. tons of shows. Um, you know, it, we, it, we, we still probably will play free shows at CBGB oh, totally. and stuff, you know. 100%. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, but yeah, you know, we would probably want to get out there regionally and like bug all the venue play venue owners for like cool opening spots yeah. and stuff like that, mm. you know. I would, uh, I, I just think like, um, you know, obviously. You guys are the best buds, and it'd be fun to get hit the road with your buddies, and you know, make a weekend run or anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely. And we have so many places sure. in range: yeah. Chicago, Kansas City. We are actively Nashville. shopping for a van, so yeah. you know, oh, the van. DM me if you have anything Here, for sale in my van. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, well, cool. Hopefully, uh, Merck's coming to a town near you, maybe. So, oh. But uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, b- again, big shout out to Clayton Studios for letting us hang out today. And uh, and uh, appreciate you guys doing this. Shane, I also want to say thanks to you. And oh, it's, thanks. It's, it's oh, yeah. good to meet you in person finally. And like, you know, um, I feel like our electronic friendship is <laughs> now, uh, you know, realized and sure, now man. that we met in person, we're actual friends. Yeah, been a, <laughs> been a long time coming for yeah. sure. Like, and that's like, you know, it's cool that when you, it starts online and you know, a lot of times these yeah. days and we, and we a fan of each other from afar and then we kind of finally get to properly meet uh, doing a podcast like this, man. So totally. whatever it is or a show, that's a lot of times I meet people at shows and then it's like, you don't even really get to talk to people because you're screaming over a band or something like that. And it's right. like, this is not, you know, so that's, what's fun about having a podcast, having this uh, opportunity where we can actually get and talk and get to know each other. So, yep. so yeah, I'm glad it worked out today, man. This was really cool. So, 
Can, can uh, I read this statement from Gus Nanos, our drummer who couldn't be this here? This is a prepared statement yeah. from Gus? Yeah. Here it is. It says, Hello, everybody. I just wanted to say that JK is the best guitar player I've ever seen in my whole life. And I hate wine. I hate Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, oh, here, you read the rest, Tattoo. <clears throat> it's all inside jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that page. <laughs> I have never been to anywhere cool except that one time where JK met me at the My Little Pony factory. <laughs> you nail it. That's it. It's hard uh, to read its writing. Yeah. But, yeah. Well. <laughs> and I just want to say I'm going to practice drums at home by myself eight hours a day from now on. Well, I'm really glad you prepared, prepared that <laughs> statement. <for him. laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Shane Presley. You're real rock paper podcast.